It may be a tradition unlike any other, but the 2020 Masters won't go down as anything but traditional. It has been more than 18 months since Tiger Woods donned the green jacket for a fifth time, and now the golf world's best and brightest have returned to Magnolia Lane in pursuit of the sport's most elusive prize. Bryson DeChambeau broke through the major barrier in September by dominating at the U.S. Open. One month earlier, young gun Colin Morikawa got his first major title at the PGA Championship. Will youngsters Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, or Tommy Fleetwood follow suit and join them in the illustrious club of major champions? How will Bryson's reinvented game fare at one of the most difficult courses on tour? And ultimately, who do we think will sit down with Jim Nance on Sunday evening in Butler Cabin as the newly minted Masters champion? Find out on this episode of Stone Cold Sports Talk. This is Stone Cold Sports Talk episode 24, the Masters preview special, just as I was, I guess it was technically last year, but it feels like about five years ago, joined again by Bo Watts and Taft Gant. Boys, Thursday morning is nearly upon us. We are going to see Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, uh, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, the best and brightest in the world at Augusta National, but it has been a long and winding road to get here. Obviously, in... March, we assumed at the beginning of March, at least we assumed the Masters would uh, unfold as scheduled in the second weekend of April, as it does every year. Taft won the ticket lottery to go to the event, was excited to be at Augusta for the first time. But as he did with jinxing the entirety of the spring of 2020, he also jinxed the Masters. It's been pushed to November uh, after months and months of COVID postponements. The PGA Tour returned um, with some incredible storylines. Obviously, we had Xander Shoffley missing. Uh, the equivalent of a layup with a chance to win his first meaningful tournament in a while at the Charles Schwab Challenge. We had the Dustin Johnson tear that uh, Bo Watts is going to talk about in just a moment. Um, But the Masters rescheduled for this weekend in November. And although there is not much unprecedented in a tournament with a history as rich as the Masters tournament, we get fall foliage for the first time. But let's go back to earlier this summer and earlier this spring, for that matter. Before the shutdown, Patrick Reed had won the WGC Mexico. Sung J M won the Honda Classic. And hot-headed Englishman Tyrrell Hatton won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, Matsuyama was on fire at the players before it got canceled. I think he shot an opening round 63. As we mentioned, postponements for three months. Uh, Shoffley choke makes way for the burger victory um, at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Webb won a wild one at the RBC Heritage. Morikawa won one of the craziest playoffs on tour this season, but it wasn't even the craziest uh, at the Workday Charity Invitational, also known as the week before Memorial Tournament that is also played at Muirfield Village uh, Golf Club. And then, of course, we had the month of Dustin Johnson. Bo Watts, tell us about your boys' uh, little run there in August and September. Well, hello, friends. It's good to be back on the Stone Cold Sports Podcast. Um, Yeah, Dustin uh, wasn't doing too hot over the summer once we got the restart going. Uh, Had a bad back, withdrew from a tournament, missed a cut, uh, and then came back. Oh, yeah, Stone's going to do a quotation for withdrew. Um, Got the uh, runner-up at the PGA Championship. Was looking like he might. Might have uh, had it over the weekend, but uh, Morikawa played his butt off and obviously took it from him. Um, and then he won the Northern Trust by 13 strokes his next, next start. Uh, lost in a playoff to John Rahm. That was the craziest playoff of the year um, with a 60-some-odd foot putt by Rahm to fall for Birdie to win the tournament. Um, 
and then won the tour championship the next week and the FedEx cup and doing so. And then tied for six, the U S open wasn't really that close, but you know, as the players stacked up, he was close enough to be a uh, notable finish uh, and then tied for runner up uh, last week at the Houston open. So I mean, I, there's no debating. He's the hottest player in golf. I think the Shambo's got a lot of hype behind him right now, but when we look at finishes, it's Dustin. Absolutely. He had an incredible run uh, in September to win the FedEx Cup. Like you mentioned, Colin Morikawa deserves uh, all the credit in the world for his play at TPC Harding Park and winning his first major, spawning some Tiger Woods comparisons. Then, of course, in September, I think this is technically considered part of the 2020-2021 PGA Tour season because the FedEx Cup was the uh, the FedEx Cup final was the hard cutoff at East Lake. Um, so there will be two U.S. Opens and two Masters in the 2020-2021 PGA Tour season, and of course, the 2020 U.S. Open at uh, Wingfoot Golf Club up in New York. Bryson DeChambeau wins by six strokes and uh, shows that the bulking that he did during quarantine to just start hitting the ball longer than any other player on tour worked, or at least it worked for that one, uh, that four-day stretch at Wingfoot. Recent results of note include Sergio Garcia, who is out with the big COVID uh, this week at the Masters, won the Sanderson Farms Championship at the country club of Jackson and Mississippi. And then at the Zozo championship overseas, Patrick Cantley won that tournament. Cantley, of course, um, one of the top young players in golf uh, had a high finish. I believe he tied for second at the masters in 2019. He was definitely uh, up near the top five odds for this week. It's a star studded field as it always is. Bryson leads the pack, at least according to Bavada at plus 750. Dustin closely behind him plus 850. Uh, and then a log jam of guys between plus 1,000 and plus 1,500. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Roy McElroy, and Xander Shoffley. Uh, behind him, Kepka uh, at plus 1,600. Cantley plus 2,500. And then other notables, of course, Tiger Woods plus 3,300, uh, along with Webb Simpson at plus 3,300. And first-time major champion Colin Morikawa at plus 3,300. It's an absolutely loaded field. Let's dive right into this. We've done, we, we've done this in the past for our British Open podcast last year. Um, I'm going to go through a list of these guys near the top of the uh, near the top of the field, at least uh, prelim- preliminarily. Uh, we're just going to go through rapid fire. You tell I'm going to say the name. You tell me top five, top ten, top fifteen, missed cut, etc. Uh, we're going to lead off with the most interesting man in golf. I would say Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Bo Watts. Where do you see him finishing? Um, I'll take him outside the top twenty. I uh, I think his uh, his power move uh, worked well for winged foot with the. Uh, rough that uh, was in play there but uh, you know Augusta is not all about the rough like Wingfoot is and uh, I think it, the power is not going to be as a uh, big advantage as it was at uh, Wingfoot obviously yeah, you got to respect the putting as well um, but I don't think it's going to be enough for him to uh, make a significant finish this week I agree I'll say outside top 20 as well Taft yeah he's the favorite this weekend I'm not really sure why I know that he obviously is hot and he's done well um, since golf has restarted, but I don't think he's going to do great this weekend. I'm going to say he's going to miss the cut, which is a hot take, but I don't think he's going to have a good weekend or a good week because he won't make it to the weekend. All right. Uh, another uh, another recently um, hot player in golf, the winner of the Memorial Tournament, I believe, John Rom. Was that the Memorial? Uh, that would be the BMW Championship. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I'll take John Rahm top 10 uh, I think he is one of the best golfers in the game and uh, you know DJ is world number one but 
I think the skill difference between Rom and DJ is not that big. And, um, you know, I like him and I hope he can continue to climb the ladder, but I think he'll be top 10 this week. I'll say top 15, not quite top 10 though, for me. Top five for me. All right. Uh, Dustin Johnson. Uh, I'll say top two. I won't spoil anything. (laughs) Top top 10. I say top 10 as well. Uh, Justin Thomas. I will say top two because I don't want to spoil anything, but I think Jake (laughs) can have a good weekend. I'll take Justin Thomas. Um, I'm not really sure. I want to take him high up there, but his short game is just not where it needs to be for me to believe him. So I'm going to take him uh, top 30, but not going to commit to anything higher than that. I'll say top 10 for JT. I don't know if he's got what it takes on the weekend to put it together yet, or at least right now. Um, but I think he's, uh, I think he's top 10. Colin Morikawa, Taft. Um, I'm going to say top 15. He was just so fun to watch over quarantine. And I think that he has a lot of potential and I think that he's going to start. Is this his first master's? This is his first master's. And he's going to begin his master's career on a high note, finish somewhere inside the top 15. I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think missed cut. I think that inexperience at Augusta kills you, especially in conditions as unusual as these, given the, uh, the time of year, likely some crisp autumn weather. Um, I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him putting it together this weekend. What about you, Bo Watts? I think I'll agree with Stone. I'll say uh, uh, top 25, but once again, not much higher. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to watch him um, find how difficult Augusta National is because um, there's really no other golf course in the world like it. From someone who we expect uh, might struggle because of inexperience to someone who struggles almost because of experience, Rory McIlroy. Um, I'll take Rory top 15. I think he makes the cut, but he's nowhere near the top of the leaderboard. I think top five. I don't know if this is the year. I'm going to say top five. There's something about someone who's a, a newly minted father at Augusta National that makes no sense whatsoever, but, you know, it just feels right. So I'm going to say Rory McIlroy, top five. And I'm going to say Augusta National does not care about your children. Speaking of people who are basically children, is Andrew Shoffley is always near the top of the leaderboard, but can never actually win a tournament. Where do we think he? What do you, what do we think he does this weekend? Top two, Alexander this weekend. That's two top twos from Taft. Is it? <laughs> that wow. is two top twos. So we, well, <laughs> I'll take Xander top ten. Um, I like his stats coming into this week, and uh, I don't really know if he's got the the mental to get it done but uh i think he numbers wise he stacks up well i'm gonna say top 10 uh i don't know if i don't know if the time for him to win his first meaningful tour uh tournament in a while is going to be um the masters but i I think he can pull out a top 10 after xander we have uh matthew wolf also making his first masters start uh along with colin morikawa um, I'll say miscut. Uh, I love watching Matthew Wolf play golf. I love a swing. Um, being unique is a good thing, but I don't think he's got the game for uh, Augusta. I'm going to say makes cut, but you're not going to 
see anything of him on the weekend because he'll be teeing off at 9 a.m. We'll be teeing off earlier than that, probably. <laughs> but I'm going to say he makes a cut and then doesn't do anything like you said, son. It's also going back to that because I was watching the Wednesday at the Masters and they were talking about how there's a lot of things different this year with the, it being in the fall. But one thing is that it gets dark so early. So there's going to be very early tee times. As you see tomorrow, there'll be guys going off at like 7 a.m. But if there's any weather um, or any delays at all, even on the weekend, they're going to be teeing off very early, kind of like we saw last year um, when it was groups of three and going off very early. Because when Tiger won, it was only like four in the afternoon. All right, from Matthew Wolf, Tony Finau, uh, who lost in a playoff against Webb Simpson. Uh, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open in February, and then after that, it seemed like he was just cursed for the rest of the season uh, against winning a tournament. Has not won since the Puerto Rico Open in 2016 on the PGA Tour circuit. Very noteworthy stat about Tony Finau. What do we think he does at the Masters? Uh, I'll take him top 20. Yeah, I say top 10. I'll throw him in the top 10 also, but one of those guys who's in the top 10 who I legitimately think has no shot of actually winning the tournament. Um Brooks Kepka. No introduction. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll take him top 15. I don't think he'll do anything better than that, but top 15. Yeah, I cannot see uh, Brooks finishing inside the top 10, but I do think he's going to make the cut, maybe top 20. I'm going to throw Brooks up in the top five. His last start was at the Houston Open uh, last weekend. Uh, he finished five off the lead behind winner Carlos Ortiz, three behind Dustin Johnson. Um, it wasn't a great field, but he was playing well enough, obviously uh, going below par for him after the stretch, the toward stretch he had this summer is impressive uh, back-to-back 65s on the weekend um, on a course with a par 70, 10 over on the last two days is pretty impressive. Uh, I think, I think on top five, um, I think if there were ever a time for, for Brooks to have a, a random, major victory again. I think this would be it. This would, this would make sense. And I think that him being out of the limelight for the last couple months um, it might help his game. Adam Scott, uh, master's champion in 2013 against Angel Cabrera in a playoff. Where do we see him uh, as he tries to get the green jacket back this weekend? How do we think he does? Uh, I could see him top 12. Uh, I don't, I mean, he's just one of those sneaky guys. Everyone, every time you want to believe in him, he breaks your heart, but you know, if you doubt him, he'll sneak right in there at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. So, I don't know. I'll say top 12. I'm going to say top 20. I think outside the top 15, he'll make the cut. Guys like him always do. I don't think he does anything meaningful, though. Webb Simpson, Pinehurst, North Carolina native, kind of. <laughs> Not really, but yes. I say Webb is going to – I mean, he's 2020 was his year, and the whole shutdown really um, – did not come at a good time for him because I probably would have chose Webb to win it if the Masters ended up happening in April. Um, I think he's still going to do good, and I'm going to say top 10. What? I'm going to say top 10 as well. Finished in the top 10 at the U.S. Open. That was actually his best champion – best uh, – excuse me um, – best finish at a major championship uh, this year, I believe. Uh, his best recent start, at least. I think he can go top 10 again at Augusta. Uh, from a beloved golfer around the world and around the South to one of the most hated golfers in the PGA Tour, Patrick Reed. 
Uh, I'll take him top 15 because if he gets top 15, then I'm right. And if he gets outside the top 15, then Patrick Reed was nowhere near winning. Taft. It's crazy to think that Patrick Reed won the green jacket two years ago. But I think that he's going to miss the cut because even though he's won it once, doesn't mean that you're always going to do well, especially in this golf course. I agree with you. I don't know if he quite misses the cut. Um, but I think that he hasn't exactly been uh, hasn't exactly been playing great. He was seven over at Winged Foot, um, finished thirteenth, fourteenth at the Zozo Championship uh, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe maybe he does all right. Um, I'm gonna say outside the top twenty. I don't think he misses the cut though. I won't go that far. Maybe um, who stays him? Top twenty. I'm gonna say outside the top twenty, but makes the cut. Uh, I'm going to say outside the top 25, it makes the cut. So basically the same thing. Patrick Cantley. Uh, top 20. Top 10. Top 10. Uh, I'll go top. I'll go top 15. I don't know if he cracks top 10, but top 15. Tiger Woods. No controversy here. Uh, top 10. Yeah, I'm going to say top 20. Everyone's afraid to hate on Tiger because it's the Masters. I'll just grab that third rail with both hands and get electrocuted. I'm going to say outside top 20, but makes the cut. Yeah. I. If he's anywhere in contention, it's going to be very exciting, but I think that might be asking for a little bit too much. So yeah, I say 10 to 20 is a good range. We'll see. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, top. Oh no, never mind. Well, I can say top anything. Missed cut. Makes gonna- cut. Outside top 20. I'm going to say one of the, I'm going to say one of the five worst guys to make the cut, if that makes sense. So like between four, basically between 45 and 50 uh, and then staying there the rest of the weekend. Lee Westwood. Uh, I'll say top 25. Yeah. Top 30 for me. I say must cut. I mean, it's Lee Westwood. There's like a 50-50 shot on right here. Probably not statistically, but in my mind. Uh, Sung J.M. Uh, outside the top 20. Yeah, I'm with Bill on this one. I say makes the cut outside top 30. Um, Jordan Spieth. Classic. Pass. Pass. <laughs> I say he either misses the cut or finishes top five. <laughs> One of the two. I, I'm going to say either outside of 45. Um, I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with outside top 30. Shane Lowry. Uh, I'll say uh, outside top 25. Yeah. After your thoughts on the former champion golfer of the year, outside mm-hmm. top 25? Yeah, um, I say Mrs. Cut. I'll say missed cut too. Paul Casey. Um, outside the top 30. Top 30. I say top 20. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'll just be around. I feel like he's a guy who's going to be like kind of stuck at six under from Friday afternoon through Sunday afternoon. Um, Jason, Jason Day. Wow. That was out on a limb. Uh, I'll say top. 15. 
Yeah, top fifteen. I like. I like the this weekend. I'll go top twenty. Ricky Fowler. Missed cut. Missed cut. Can we sweep Ricky Fowler? Taft. Taft. Oh. Oh, come on. How many players make the cut? Fifty, I think this year is what they said. Yeah, top, top fifty in size. Uh, yeah. Top fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your specificity. Yes. <laughs> Gary Woodland. Uh, top twenty-five. Actually, you know, now that we're talking about it, you can be made cut and outside of fifty because if with ties, if like a bunch of people are tied at forty-nine or fifty, and then those ties spread out over the weekend, you could be like. You know, 63. Yeah. So I'll take Ricky Feller like 75 after he makes the cut. All right. Before we get to our favorite hole segment, we are first going to take a break for Bo's stats. Bo, give us your stats. We originally had this segment called Bo's stats, but I guess that's not approved for the Stone Cold Sports audience. No. But we're going to start off we're with driving program. distance, which is a very stat. Okay. Uh, the longest average driving distance by a winner ever, which is a very important uh, stat for this week with Bryson being the favorite, is 323 yards by Tiger, which was back in 1997. The fun fact is 1999, I can't remember the guy's name. It's a very complicated name that is not a household name in golf like Tiger Woods. Won the Masters with a driving distance of something like 240 yards, which is absolutely ridiculous to think about. Taft. You've hit the ball 240 yards before in your life, correct? Yes. Okay, that's crazy that a 240-yard average average drive won the Masters. Are you saying uh, Jose Maria Olasabal, a two-time Masters champion, is irrelevant? I'm saying he's not Tiger Woods. Continue. So the total average driving distance since 2010 is under 300 yards, also important with guys like Dustin and Bryson uh, as some of the top favorites. Um the most starts before a win uh, was Sergio Garcia, who had 19 before breaking through. Uh, I think the average for first-time winner is about nine starts. So J- Dustin Johnson's overdue. Bryson DeChambeau is not quite ready for it, um, if we're going based on these stats. Uh, the last winner to win – or the last winner – uh, who led driving distance was Phil Mickelson back in 2006. So driving has not been the deciding factor uh, in the Masters in a long time. And then uh, to round this uh, stats segment out, that's a good uh, triple alliteration there, Stone. I'm sure you love that. Uh, we have the my most statistically probable people to win based on stro- uh, strokes gained approach, scrambling, and strokes gained putting, which I think are the three most important categories uh for the masters driving not as big of a factor not a lot of rough um and if your short game and putting is better than your driving you know 240 yards can win the masters um so my first player webb simpson i think is probably my statistic favorite to win he's sixth uh in 2020 strokes gained approach uh 12th in scrambling 13th in strokes gained putting um so yeah, that's a pretty strong three categories. When you're looking at golfers that are up top uh, of the rankings and all of those three categories, Webb's the only one who's got top 15 in all three. Uh, Xander Shoffley is next. Uh, I don't really think he'll win, but statistically on paper, it's, it's perfect for Xander Shoffley. On paper, it looks perfect to win. Uh, 37th strokes gained approach, 
second in scrambling, 33rd in strokes gained putting. Um, so nothing perfect there, but scrambling will help him out a lot this weekend, I think. Um, some notables, Rory McIlroy uh, is 19th in strokes gained approach, 57th in scrambling, not great, and 122nd in strokes gained putting, which is pretty not great. Um, I mean, obviously, you got to be a really good putter to be anywhere near that on tour, but for comparison, not great. Dustin Johnson, 17th in strokes gained approach, 63rd in scrambling and 48th in strokes gained putting. So a little bit better chance than Rory, I would say. But, um, you know, as far as statistics go, he probably would not be the favorite. Uh, Bryson is 119th in strokes gained approach in 2019 which I think is why he does not have that good of a shot, even though he's going to be hitting sand wedge into a lot of these greens that people are hitting eight iron into. I still don't think that his approach game is good enough to uh, put him in positions where he can make putts to uh, get up the scoreboard. 17th in scrambling, 10th in strokes game putting. Obviously his putting is very good, but um, you know, at Augusta, you got to be close to the pen to make putts. Uh, Justin Thomas is first in strokes gained approach, which is why I like him this week. But his putting is 112th, which is pretty not good when you're looking at people who are going to win the Masters. Uh, and he's 25th in scrambling. And I tried to find Tiger on the PGA Stats website, and he was nowhere to be found. So that's very interesting. But um, uh, statistically, obviously got to be the favorite. He's Tiger. Well, you mean not statistically. Everything but statistically, he's the favorite. Uh, the only Tiger. statistic that matters is Tiger Woods, the name category. <laughs> very numeric very very numerical that'll round out the uh stats segment thank you Bo, for those very attractive stats <laughs> it is time for maybe i should bleep that out do it <laughs> uh probably not all right it is time for the favorite hole segment now an important change from last year where i believe i picked number 15 as my favorite hole um we are going to require that fall foliage be a part of the reason that you are picking this hole as your favorite. Taps, you only lead us off. My favorite hole at Augusta National is number 16, Redbud. And that is because of Tiger's iconic shot in 2005 um, to win his fourth Masters when the ball just sat on the edge of the cup and then after what seemed like forever dropped and the patrons went nuts. So did Tiger and his caddy. Um, my favorite part about this hole is that it's over that it's over the pond, and then you, there's a great camera angle where it shows the pond, and then behind the pond are all the patrons, and they're just heads everywhere. And we're not going to get that this year, which is really unfortunate. But hole 16 is my favorite just because of how many people can fit and Tiger's 05 shot. Yeah, number 16 is an is an all-time iconic hole at Augusta National. I am going to go with number 12, Golden Bell, the crown jewel of Amen Corner, I would say. Um, and I think that it, there there's a different way to look at this than you. Yours is because of the kind of how iconic uh, number 16 is uh, for its impressive shots. Very few people, uh, usually, at least in a normal Sunday, your very few leaders or guys near the top of the leaderboard end up screwing up on number 16. Um, for me, the... The contrast between some of the incredible shots that um, guys are going to hit at number 16 and some of the bad ones they'll probably hit at number 12, uh, combined with the beauty of the backdrop um, of 
that little portion of Amen Corner, especially with the fall colors, the earthy tones of of red and orange and yellow, um, I, I think are going to really kind of contrast nicely with one, the azaleas, which I still hope will be around. They um, won't be. And they won't be? Like, definitely not? Well, why don't they just, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures just, of no azaleas. Why don't they just go artificial? Because they can do that because they're Augusta and they can, like, control the world. That's a good question. No? I guess I'll have to ask. Uh... Whatever Fred Ridley or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Fred Ridley. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think that the contrast of the natural beauty um, along with Mother Nature's carnage as the ball comes rolling down into Ray's Creek on number 12 for someone inevitably on Sunday is going to be beautiful to see. Um, and just kind of that, the whole essence of it, especially obviously the fans are a great part of the Masters, but kind of the tranquility of it all. Um, but the momentous kind of pressure on every single golfer's shoulders as they head to number 12 on Sunday is beautiful. But what's your favorite hole? Uh, number 11, White Dogwood, uh, is my favorite Augusta. I think, uh, you know, whatever, however pretty you think Augusta looks in the spring uh, with all the greens, I think the uh, the mounds contrasting with, uh, Stone, what you were saying, the trees and the orange is just going to look uh, even more beautiful as it had before. And uh, even to add, Stone... Uh, Tiger's shot last year on 11 uh, was one of the most underrated and unappreciated shots of his uh, win. That was really when he turned the, turned the corner and uh, it was kind of, you know, the next hole Molinari dumped one in the water and uh, the draw he hit through the trees on 11 to recover uh, was just beautiful. All right. Now it is time for the sleeper segment. Uh, players with odds of north of plus 4,000 that we like to win the tournament. Um, Bo Watts, do you want to us off? Because yours is very, 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 very far north of plus 4,000. Uh, yeah, Kevin Kisner is uh, plus 15,000, I believe, this week. 12,500. 12,500, okay. As of last night. Well, that seems like it's he's going up. better, doing better. Um, you know, lives in Aiken, South Carolina, which is just a – short pop over from Augusta. And I think he's, you know, always in the mix of the masters, but I think this year he'll be, uh, he'll be up there at the top. That's my reasoning for Webb Simpson at the Wells Fargo championship at Quill Hollow. And it just never works out. That's a valid statement, but this is Kevin Kisner. <laughs> Different breed. After you found yourself asleep. Yeah. Um, I like, I like Jason day. This weekend, I don't really have a reason why, um, except for the fact that I feel like it's his time, um, and he's going to win one at Augusta eventually, and I think this could be his year. Similarly to you, I don't know why I like Tommy Fleetwood, but I do. Uh, the 29-year-old from uh, Southport, England, has only finished um, – uh, in the top 17 of the Masters in 2018, uh, but has been second place at both the U.S. Open and the Open Championship uh, in the past three years. I think that he has a very good chance to uh, be in the mix this weekend and odds at plus 5,000. Not necessarily irresistible, but you got to throw, throw a couple couple dollars down on to uh, see if you can get that one to work out. Um, beans. And, yep. And unlike a sleeper, let's go for this week's big loser, the person with odds south of plus 5,000 that we think will miss the cut. I'll lead off this one. Tyrrell Hatton plus 2,800. Augusta requires a very strong mental game in order to win or to stay around. And Tyrrell Hatton uh, is not what I would classify as the most strong-minded golfer uh, out there. He frequently gets gets angry with himself um, for bad shots. And I think that 
at a place like Augusta that's going to come back to bite him would not be stunned if he misses the cut. I think he does. So what? Um, I will go with Matthew Wolf. I said it before. I like his swing. Don't really like his game. Um, and, you know, playing your first Masters is not going to be nice to you at all. So uh, I don't think he's going to make it to the weekend. My big loser is Bryson DeChambeau. I think that he's going to – he's two in his head this weekend because he's the favorite at Augusta, and that never seems to go so well. Um, and I think that he's going to get off to a slow start and he's not going to be able to recover. So I do not think Shambo will make the cut. So, Is it possible that Impractical Jokers sues me for stealing the big loser language and using it in this podcast? Yeah, because they listen to this definitely. Yeah, no I'm sure that I'm sure Joe I'm sure Joe Gatto is uh, spending his free time listening to uh, to the Stone Cold Sports Talk podcast episode 24. All right, it is time for the winner. Well, to say who we think is going to win. Obviously, it's not a time for the winner until Sunday. Um, both of you mentioned players you had in the top two, so I'll let you uh, I'll let you go through and explain why you think that the person who you think will finish top two is going to uh, win the tournament. Taft. So my top two are Xander and JT, and I'm, I think Justin Thomas will win his first green jacket. It just seems like it's JT's year. I mean, he was on the cover of the new PGA Tour, and he's been, he's been at, he's at the top of his game. He has such a pretty swing, and I think that he's going to win. He has improved on his finish at the Masters each of the last four years. That last year he finished tied for 12th. So if he improves on that, then he's going to be looking pretty good. His second shot is just so good, and that's very important um, at Augusta. And I think that that's going to lead him to his first of maybe multiple green jackets. That's an interesting take. Um, I'm going to take DJ, obviously. Always take DJ as my winner. Um, You know, when his irons are on, he's unbeatable. Uh, And we saw it at the Northern Trust, and we saw it uh, at the Tour Championship. And, um, you know, he's still on that hot streak. And if he can get his irons going, his putting will follow. And so will a short game and his driving's always there. So uh, I think we'll see him pick up the jacket this week. I'm going to go for a full 180. Last night, I thought I was going to go with Rory McIlroy. Then I realized I had no legitimate reason to pick Rory McIlroy. Then other than his children, apparently, or his child, a child that Augusta National does not care about. Doesn't care about your children. Um, then I was going to go with Bryson DeChambeau, but then I realized that he's the favorite and that's boring. And I also don't think nor want him to win. Now I was going to take Justin Thomas, but Taft took Justin Thomas. So I'm not going to say Justin. Are you Thomas. going to take Dustin Instead, Johnson? No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, st- I'm not going to steal either pick. Um, I am going to go with Brooks Kepka. Mm. First of all, he posted on Instagram from Augusta yesterday, which I think is a big time, uh, Big time indication. He Augusta was National a, does not like, care about your social media. He was, I think that they do care about what their golfers post on social media. That's about fair. Augusta, Fred Ridley like cares about your social media. Fred, Fred Ridley is very concerned with your social media. Um, we might get shut down. This might get our, this might get our, our charter taken away. If anyone from Augusta finds this, um, I'm going to go with Kepka though. I think the under the radar aspect of him coming into the week helps him out. Um, he finished top five at the uh, Houston Open a couple of weeks ago, held his own, like I mentioned, 10 under par over the last two days. Um, so I'm going to officially pick Kepka, but 
but I agree that all of the players we picked, I would not be surprised if they won. Um, Taft had Xander in the top two. I also would not be surprised if Xander Shoffley were to be the one to win the whole thing by the time it's all said and done. Um, I think that it's time for Xander to win at some point. I just don't know if his first one will be at the Masters. This has been episode 24 of the Stone Cold Sports Talk podcast. Please enjoy the Masters this weekend. Enjoy the fall colors um, and enjoy the beauty of Golden Bell with its majestic autumny tones uh, offset by just the awful golf shots people will hit there on Sunday. And it's un- We'll see you. Hmm? Let's hope what? And the- Some fake azaleas. Yes. All the fake azaleas. Um, we'll see you in a couple of days for the Stone Cold Sports Talk College Football Preview Podcast, as usual. That's all for today. Have a great day.